Linux in the house. Shizzle McNizzle. Welcome back to Linux in the Howie Yow. Oh my god. My name is Dan. For Shizzle, the man. Oh my god. With, oh. with me tonight is Pimpin' Paige Papuska. Really? <laughs> How you doing tonight, Paige? I'm good. I'm good too. You've been excited to do this show because you've been begging me for the past couple of days. And that's freaking wonderful. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. And of course, we would be remiss if we did not start the show with yeah. you turning in your homework. Oh, God. And last week, your homework assignment, now let me go over to the website. What's the website? Uh... Linux in the house dot something org okay yeah that one Linux in the house dot org and your homework assignment last week is to name the person who created Linux and why he or she created it so Pagey everybody's been waiting to hear your answer and I have seen your answer, but I didn't really tell you whether it's right or wrong. And now, the truth will be told. The proof is in the pudding. What is your answer? What pudding and where is it? I like pudding. It's unmade okay. in, the, in the box. That's not, that's not nice. Um, so what, you're just going to let... You, you, you don't, you, you're not going to tell me if it's right or not first? You're just going to let... You're just going to hang me out there, and, you know, I could either fall or I could I don't know you know what okay whatever you don't have faith in yourself I have no faith I do not in you. well I have faith in you go ahead good okay um the name of the guy who created Linux his name was um how do you pronounce it Linus Lin Linus Linus Torvalds Torvalds Linus Torvalds okay and you know what um, country he was from um Finland Good job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Um, and he created Linux because he um, needed a new operating system for his PC, but almost all the versions of it cost several thousand dollars. So he decides to write his own. Excellent job. Yeah. Excellent job. You are you are a hundred percent right. Yay! Do you know what year he created it in? Or he released it in? Oh, you're so funny. No. Well. He first announced it in, I believe, December... Uh, ...of 1992, was it? I could be mistaken. I know he started working on it before that. Um, he started working in 1991, from what I recall. 
And let me let me look at the Wikipedia page here because I don't want to get it wrong. But I believe he announced it, um, the the first version, 0.99 in December of 1992. So he put some significant work into it before he actually released the kernel. But yes, he he was the one Linus Torvalds who first wrote the Linux kernel and re and released it. He was a Finnish student. And so your homework, you get an A on it. Good job. Did you learn anything else? No. I um, I just found my answer, and I was like, okay, I'm done now. Actually, I stand corrected. Yay! What? Well, it's funny when Pardon you understand it. Well, it's it's no. funny. He, he first announced it in a Usenet posting to the news group comp.os.minix on August 25th, 1991. Nice fail, Dad. Yes. No. I think point... That was... Uh, uh, release point nine nine. I think, came out in December of 1992. But, no, it was released... Uh, first announced on August of 1991, August 25th. And there you go. Linus Torvalds. Good job, Paige. You still get an A. Cool. I get a B minus, you get an A. I shouldn't have flummoxed that. I would give you an F, but whatever. That's not nice. So what yeah, have you I been know. doing this week, Paige? What you got going on on that computer up there? Um. What's new in the house? Nothing much, really. If uh, you put that blit bizlibub, I don't know. B how do you pronounce it? The what? The the B-E-E-Z-L-E-B-U-B. Oh, you are talking about the storage share yeah. for everyone to use. Yes, I can talk. Do you want me to talk a little bit about that? Sure, go ahead. All right. Now, in this household, well, we may have a lot of computers. Technically speaking, in regards to my other peers... I am storagely challenged, which means to say I don't have a lot of storage space. While other people are kicking in terabytes of data and even going towards petabytes, I have been suffering from under 100 gigabytes on most of my systems. Actually, I, I think the largest hard drive we had have had, well, had, I should say now, was in the Mythbox, and that might have only been like 160 gigs. It wasn't very much. Then next came yours, I think. You have, I think, 100 and... You have 100 plus gigs, if I'm not mistaken, in that. And my netbook had 80 gigs, and I think my laptop here, the System76, is 60 gigs. But uh, if we look over at the Starling netbook, which you received, it came with... It would be nice if they would have easy to pub, 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 see on the page. Oh, you have 250 gigs of RAM in that that puppy there. Not RAM, of, of hard disk space. So, uh, across all my systems, there haven't been a lot of storage that I've had available to me. So, I, I went out and I got a terabyte external hard drive. And I wanted to use this primarily for storage for, the, for all of us. And to start, you know, doing better backups of particularly the server systems that we have in play here. And I want to get another one so that I can R-sync 
the information from this one that we put on here to the other one to keep everything, you know, keep two backups of of uh, all the content we have. So what what I had had done, Paige, is in order to make the the uh, hard drive accessible to everybody in the house over the network is I put it onto the Arch Linux system that I have down here and installed the Samba software to be able to share it to everybody. Now, let me step back a minute here. I'm going to give you a crash course and file permissions along the way. So you ready for this there, Chippy Chew? No. Well. But go ahead. Okay. When I give when when I put the hard drive on this system down here, what I want to do is make it accessible to all the computers in the house over the network, which means I have to find some way to be able to share the storage. Actually, it's called the share. To be able to allow you to connect to the share and give you access to be able to read files on the device and to write files to the device. Okay. Now, there's many different ways that you can do this. And each way has its, you know, pros and cons. Now, generally speaking, my preferred method for connecting to external storage devices is through the use of SSHFS, and that is a secure shell file system. And there's a few ways that that can be done. One is to use the F user, which is the file uh, tools that exist in user space. And what that means is that you would be able to use the secure shell software. Now, what secure shell what is? Are you you're not familiar with SSH or secure shell, are you? No. Okay. I have a computer down here, my System 76 laptop, and you have a computer upstairs. Okay? Your netbook. Now, let's say I wanted to access your computer upstairs. The the quick and dirty, but not the easiest way I can do that is to walk up the steps and sit down in front of your computer and access it. Right? Yeah. Right in front of it. Now, another way I can do that is through the network that I can connect from my computer, my laptop, to yours upstairs. I can log into it. And one way that I can do that is through what's called SSH, or Secure Shell, which means I can, you know how you log into your computer when it comes up? You have a login mm -hmm. screen? Yeah. Okay, I can get a login screen, a secure, quote, shell on your computer by typing in SSH and your, the address to your computer. And so long as I have an account on your computer, I can then log in and I'm on your computer upstairs from my computer down here. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that means I can do a lot of different things. I can run commands. I can update your system. I could execute applications. I could do a whole lot of stuff. But the one limitation that you have with Secure Shell just using the secure shell application is I can't transfer files from my system up to yours or from your system down to mine just using secure shell okay well, that sucks. I 
Well, no, 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 listen to me. There's a couple of ways you can get around that. They have a component application called Secure Copy. Okay? Uh-huh. Now, what I can do with Secure Copy is I, just like I can secure shell into your system, I can securely copy files from my computer to yours or from yours to mine. Uh-huh. Okay? Now, what that requires me to do is if I wanted to copy a file up to you, I would have to type in SCP, secure copy, the name of the file, space, and then your address to your computer with a colon and the location of where I want to copy that file to. All right? So that's a couple of steps that you have to take. It's not very hard once you get used to it. But in that way, I can securely, and when I mean securely, that means it creates an encrypted connection between my system and yours. Do you know what encrypted means? Um, like, coded? Well, it, in, encrypted, the way to it could possibly explain encrypted. Like, if, if we took, if we took... For, for all intents and purposes, let's say we went to the playground, right? Mm-hmm. And you know in the playground where they have the jungle gyms? Uh-huh. And they have those little speaker things that you could speak in. It's almost like taking two cups and putting a string between them. And if you walked into the other room and I spoke into the one cup, you can hear it out of the other cup. Oh, yeah, they had those um at my old school. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right. Okay, so... When you speak into that, the person on the other end can hear, okay? Mm-hmm. Got that? Now, yeah. let's say we hooked, somebody came and dug down into the middle where those pipes go and connected a third pipe in the middle. Now, if I were to speak to you through there, you would hear it, and then this third person can hear it, too. They can intercept and hear what we're saying, right? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you create an encrypted session, you're, you're in a sense, you're right, you're encoding or you're coding the content, the message that you're sending through or the content in a way that when I encrypt it on my end, I, I send the message, it gets encrypted or coded, and it goes out to you, with, and your application decrypts it, and gives you the message, okay? Uh-huh. So, on my end, I encrypt it using the key that we've established with the secure session, and you decrypt it with the key to be able to securely decrypt and successfully decrypt that message or uncode it. Now, the person who's in the middle, if they're listening in, because they don't have the key or the secure connection, we're not connecting, they're just digging into our connection, they can't see what we're sending or saying or the message. All they get is garbage because uh. they don't know how to decode it. Okay? In a, in a nutshell, that's what a secure session does. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I can secure copy. Now, another way, another thing that I can use to make it a little easier is I could use something called secure FTP. SFTP, which is Secure File Transfer Protocol. Now, what that is, okay, FTP, you probably never heard of FTP, have you? No. 
Okay, FTP is a way of transferring files from one computer to a remote computer. Now, FTP by itself is not secure, okay? So that means when I'm sending the file across, it's sending in a, in a manner that if somebody else were to tap into that communication, they could also take the contents of what I'm sending and copy it off to another location and, and get the file, okay? Mm -hmm. But when yeah. you do a secure FTP, you create that encrypted channel so that all they would get is the encrypted version of the file and they, they technically couldn't decrypt it. It would be useless to them. Okay? Uh -huh. Now, when you do FTP or secure FTP, that kind of works in the middle ground between a secure shell and a secure copy. I actually log in to your computer through the sec securely and that's secure FTP and I can browse or change directories to where I have permissions to view okay uh -huh. so now instead of having to know where I want to copy the file to I could secure shell or secure FTP to your machine I can browse through your computer your file system till I find where I want to put the file and then I could just say put and the file name now let's say I wanted to reverse that let's say I wanted to get a file from your system and copy it down to mine so if I if if transferring a file from my system to yours is put what do you think transferring a file from your system to mine is take close it's called get oh. <laughs> so I put or I get now there are some other commands that you can do that you can kind of also at the same time that you're moving through like I'd be tra moving through your file system I could also move through the file system on my computer so that we're in the same you know I can make sure that where I want stuff to go is in the proper directory okay uh -huh. So you got those concepts. Now there's a fourth way that we can work here. Okay? Mm -hmm. And that's called Secure Shell File System. SSHFS. Uh-huh. Alright? Now what that does, okay, instead of me logging into your computer and and being, well, instead of me logging into your computer like a secure shell or logging in like an FT, secure FTP session where I would actually be transferred to your computer, all right, mm -hmm. a secure shell file system, SSHFS, means that I call out to your computer and say, I want to mount this directory on my computer so that it appears as if it's actually attached to my local computer. Do you understand the term mount? Um, to like put on something? 
Well, you're right, to put on. You know when you connect your MP3 player, your uh -huh. media player, into your like, computer? Like connecting? Yeah. When you connect it. it, and then it pops up in the file system, in the file browser, or whatever, uh -huh. and you can access it and browse it, what that is actually called is mounting the device. It takes the, the device and it and it makes it accessible to you via the computer, via the operating system. That's called mounting. All right. If you put a CD-ROM or a DVD into a DVD drive or CD-ROM drive and you push it in and it, and then you can access it on the computer, that means it's mounted. Okay. Now, what do you have to do to one of those before you can unplug it from the computer? Unmount it? You're right, unmounting it. That means when you unmount it, you close the device, you, you have the computer release it so that it closes all the files that could possibly be open on it and make sure that every file that you've copied has been written properly to it and then you can safely remove the device and the data will still be on there okay mm -hmm. so when I secure copy or secure shell secure shell file system when I when I do that SSHFS to your computer what I'm saying and let, let's say on on my I have an account on your computer up there okay mm -hmm. and on my account my home drive my home directory on your account on, on on all Linux computers is slash home slash Dan. That's where it's located, right? Mm -hmm. So if I say SSHFS your computer, okay, I pass to that the address to your computer and the share or the location of what I want to mount. So I'll say my home directory. Or if I leave it blank, it'll just by default use my home directory. Then I need to tell it on my computer down here where I want to mount that drive, a location to mount it to. So let's say in my home directory, if I open it up, I have a, a, a subdirectory called Pages Computer. So I say SSHFS, the address to your computer, then I put in there the mount point is going to be page computer on my system so what that does is it creates a secure connection from my computer to yours and it makes it seem from my computer when I look at it that my home drive my home directory on your computer is actually on my computer down here okay so if I open up your directory my home directory on your computer to look at it, it comes up in the file browser as if it was something that was local to my machine. I can browse through it, I can copy files to and from there, and it makes it very easy, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, that's one way that I could have given everybody access to the hard drive down here. But, SSHFS and all those other ways of doing it, SFTP, are not as, may not be as easy for you and mommy and elegant as you would like it to be, or as I would like it to be for you guys. Now, I chose to use another technology called Samba.
alright and Samba is a wonderful piece of software that talks in a protocol that was developed a long time ago by I believe IBM if I'm not mistaken called CIFS now common uh, what does CIFS stand for? CIFS is the protocol is called Common Internet File System and it is a way to kind of do like what SSHFS does it allows me to take the <laughs> hard drive the directories on the hard drive set them up into what are called shares and make them accessible to you or anybody else on the network okay So what that means then is I I use Samba. Now Samba to take a step back, Samba is a great cross-platform technology. And do you know what I mean by cross-platform? Um no. Cross-platform means that it is usable on different operating systems. So what Samba allows you to do, allows us to do, is let's say I set up a Samba, I have a Samba server down here, and let's say that I want to share those directories out on my network, okay, those directories can now be accessed by people running Windows, people running OS X, Apple OS X, people running um, FreeBSD. You can access them from your Android phones, from iPhones, from so many different devices. Okay, it's it's accessible. It it opens it up to everybody. Okay, you understand mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Um. So, that was an easy way for me to do that. Now, when you go up on your your system you open up because you're using GNOME you generally use Nautilus which is the file system browser and you click on network click on the device on the network and it brings up the name of the device which is Bezelbub okay and you double click on there you will see available to you all the shares that are being announced now you should see five of them one is called uh, I think external storage one is called Page, one is called Aaron, one is called Music, and one is called Photos. Or is it Pictures? I don't remember. But you will see five different shares, okay? Now, if you click on the one that says Music, the first time you clicked on it, it asked you for your username and password, okay? So what I did was I set it up so that you have permissions to access and you know read and write to the music share. So you can click on that, you you log in, which we've already done, and we told it on your computer to save your username and login for that share so that now on all you have to do is just click on the music folder and it'll automatically send your username and password. Um, and mount the share on your computer so it's accessible to you. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, if you click on the 
photos share it's going to ask you for your username and password you will have to put your username and password in and it will do the same thing it will mount it on your computer and now you can view all the pictures on there you can copy pictures or from there or you can copy pictures into there so that we have a nice family photo album okay uh-huh now if you click on Aaron or mommy's share it's gonna ask you for your username and password what do you think is gonna happen when you put in your username and password I'll get access to it no you won't because I did not give you permission to access mommy's directory because Why that's not? for mommy's stuff that's for mommy's stuff okay Okay. That's right. <laughs> now, what do you think will happen if you click on external hard drive storage? Um, I'll go to external. I'll have to put in my username and password. Yeah. And what do you think will happen? I'll get access to it. No, you won't, because the only person who has access to external storage is me. Wow, you're so kind. That's right. So you have your own space on there. There's the page you share. And you have access to music and you have access to photos. Okay? Those are the places you can transfer files to or copy files from. And those are for you areas that you can use. Mommy can use her area in those areas. And I have access to all the other areas. Alright? And that's what you can do. So now we have taken this hard drive, which normally you would have to just connect into a computer and mount it onto a computer, copy files to it, copy files off of it, and if you wanted to use it, you'd have to take it up to your computer and plug it in and do the same thing. We have circumvented all those restrictions and we've made this computer this hard drive easily accessible by everybody in the house. All they have to do is log into it. Now, isn't that wonderful? Yep. Now, do you fully understand what's going on there? Yep. Do you remember what SIF stands for? Nope. Shut up. Common Internet File System. Oh. Wow, where is that hum coming from? Uh, you? No, it's coming from your end. Oh, what am I doing wrong? Hold on. Hit mute. Hit mute. Okay. Unmute yourself. Okay. What was... What am, I, I wonder what was calling, causing that huge hum. Uh, it could be the ground. <laughs> what ground? I, I, I was laying down. <laughs> huh. I'm tired, okay? Ay, ay, ay. Well, hopefully that won't have caused too much problems. But I think that's exactly... You know what? I'm wondering if when you laid down, if the cord went across your power cord. Because that kind of uh, interference could have caused that hum. Or it could I don't have hear just the hum in the now. water heater. Or something. Wow. Is the water heater that loud? Yeah, it's right here. It's right in this it's right next to my crawl space. Oh, it's that might have been like it. 
I, I lay right, down don't at lay night down again. it's like, it's like, oh, loud. But yeah, anyway. So you got a little education there. Darn, we got a lot of time cooking around. Um, Paige, let's talk a little bit of shop here. Valentine's Day yesterday. You made me a wonderful Valentine's Day present. Tell them what the, what the great present was. Um, well, I made you a wallpaper with a picture of myself from when I was really little that I rendered out and put on a background and added some text to. Yes, you did. Now, it is a cute little picture. I have it on my desktop. And what I'm very curious to know is how how did you do this? What did you do this in and how did you do it? Okay, um, I did it in GIMP. I, because I didn't know how to do it, so I looked it up on YouTube, and if you just type in rendering on GIMP or something like that, you'll get, like, a bunch of, uh, tutorials on how to render, but this is how I did it. I took a picture, and you basically, you click on the path tools, create and edit paths, and you just click all around the picture, and then once you're done with that, you click the last, the first one that you made, the first anchor, or what I think it's called, and then you click selection from path on the toolbox area, and then after that, you go to, um, you go to, um, oh, oh, crap, um, so let me get this straight, you, you go you, to, hold on, I got it, I got it. You go to transparency and you click on add alpha channel and then you go to select and you click, uh, you should do this, you click feather and you do it pretty much usually one and then you click invert and then you press delete. And it gets rid of the background. Hmm. I'm surprised I can remember that. That's very good. Now, yeah. um, let, let me fire up the GIMP here, because I want to get the tool proper where it's located. Okay, let, let's see. You, you, you took the picture, and you, uh, I got the GIMP up here, and when you had your picture up, what did you choose? You chose what tool to do this? Um, the path I'll tool? The, the path tool, yeah. Okay, and then you went all the way around the picture, and then you chose mm -hmm. to do sele uh, path to selection, right? Yeah, selection from path, yeah. Uh-huh. Selection that. from mm -hmm. path. So what you did was you chose selection from path. Now that made the picture of you, just your your body, was se was selected out of there, okay? So if we would have, if we at that point would have said copy, we would actually have copied your body out of the picture okay but what you did instead is you inverted that selection right uh-huh so that means you inverted every you, you've inverted the selection so that instead of your body being selected everything else was it was everything but your body uh -huh. correct and yep. then you put a feather on it? No. 
You did the fe you did the uh, feathering first, Feather correct? Yeah, before I inverted it. Yeah. You did. The, you put a you put a, a a mask on it, then a fe was it a feather then a mask or a mask then a feather? What's a mask? You said you did an alpha channel. Oh yeah, I did the the mask then the feather. The mask then the feather and then the delete. No, the mask the feather the invert delete right? Yeah. Okay. See, there's a couple different ways you could do this. There's another way. Now, generally, the usual, the way I usually do that is there's a tool um, that you can use called foregrounds. Uh, no, that's not it. Um, it is called the fuzzy select tool. Is that it? Let me, let me, let me open a picture here. Ay, ay, ay. How can I forget this? You did such a better job explaining it than I'm doing right here trying to mangle on this because I'm forgetting which tool it is. And uh, it, it's... Why, why am I... It's a very similar tool. Oh, yeah. It's called the foreground select tool. It's select a region containing foreground objects, and it kind of does a similar thing to the path, except it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a little less... Oh, no, 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 not the foreground select tool. Say, say, Daddy, you wrong. Daddy, you wrong. Okay. What I'm talking about is the scissors. The scissor select tool. Oh. Okay, so if I click on the scissor select tool, I can trace your image just like you did with the pathing but it kinda it kinda does a little guessing for you to oh yeah to yeah your, okay I can trace all around it just like you did connect and once I'm finished with that it has all that selected and then I could kinda do uh -huh. the same thing now your way what I like about your way is is really good because you're getting you're getting experience using different tools, different ways of doing things. Probably a more proper way of doing it from a graphic design point of view instead of my hacking way. But yeah. you also, when you start messing around with paths, that that's the exact kind of technology you're going to use in like Inkscape to, to draw with, is creating paths like that using Bezier Curves. That's cool. Now, I don't want to take away from your thunder anymore by, by uh, ham-hocking all over your wonderful uh, tutorial here. But, okay, let's go from the point that you've erased the background. Then what did you do? Well, after that, I just added it to the, the wallpaper because this was a, a simple uh, uh, render. It didn't have any... Uh, anything showing from the background but if there was something showing then instead of um, after you do all the steps instead of pressing invert at the end you just hit delete you circle around with the um, the tool the uh, the path tool like you did with the render that, like you did with the image that you want and then you circle around the area that you don't want in the picture like if there's a piece of the background showing you do all that, but instead, at the end, you don't hit invert, and then you just press delete, and it gets rid of that. But my, but the picture that I had was simple, and it didn't have anything in the background. So after that, I just 
added it to the um, backgrounds, and it it did cause it. I had some trouble with it because it was saving right, but it was like it 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 wasn't saving right actually. It was saving like um, it it was like taken out of the picture that it was in, but it was putting it on a white background, and I'm I'm trying to figure out why it did that, but I don't know. But then um, I just put it on the wallpaper and I rendered it out of the white and it didn't take away any of the wallpaper. So I rendered it out again after, cause like I tried it once and it didn't render out the wallpaper. So then I had to do it once, one more time actually trying. And then, um, and then I went to show photo and I, I opened it in show photo and I added a texture. Uh, I, I don't really remember what texture I added. I think I added um, um, marble or something. I don't know. But um, after I did that, I went to decorate again, which is where they've got like the textures or add um, text or something. I went to add text and I added the text, the Happy Valentine's Day Daddy or whatever, and I love you or whatever it said. Where did you get the, uh, now the background, was that in show photo? No. I searched it up on Google. Okay, so the background with the hearts and the, uh, 3D, the, uh, spiral effect, that was something you found, correct? Mm-hmm. And then, how did you get the, uh, words on there? What did you use for to put the words on there? Show photo. I. Okay. You hit decorate and then you hit add text and you just type in what you want to add and like you pick what font and what size and then you put it wherever you want on the picture okay that's cool and I have it now on my desktop and it's I what what were you holding in your hand there oh those were peeps that yeah was it was a picture wasn't it uh huh <laughs> yeah um I was going to put Happy Valentine's Day on the peeps, but I couldn't fit it, so I put Happy Valentine's Day on the side, and I put I love you on the peeps. I see that. Yes, I do. That was very wonderful. And I, I'll probably put that in the show notes if people want to see what you did. So that was a good explanation. Um, you you achieved a very good result, and that result and made me very happy, brought tear to my eye. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That, that, strong is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was really that was really good and uh, I'm very proud of you for doing that <clears throat> so you used GIMP you used show photo and you sent it to me via email mm-hmm that's awesome and you learned a lot doing it and had fun yep now let me ask you a question here you use the word render an awful lot where where what do you what does render mean and where did you hear um, that used uh well i guess the first time i heard the word render used was on the otaku when i was browsing in the wallpapers and stuff that they had uh they were always saying that like i i like with the naruto one i didn't know what a render was before i made that and um, it 
so it was a pretty bad wallpaper, but then I started browsing wallpapers and they were like, I got the render from here, so and so. And I was like, well, what's a render? So I clicked on the link and it, like, it took me to this, um, this screen where it had the render of the person that they used in the wallpaper. So that was um, a link that had a link to the actual website where the render came from because the person who made the website and does the renders doesn't use to, um, doesn't like uh, links directly to our website. So I went to there and it was the first place I'd ever looked for renders and I can't remember what it's called but um, I looked around for renders on there and I think, let me see, the first render I ever used was, I think I remember what it was, but let me just check really quick. I, I'm pretty sure it was a render of Alan Walker from D. Grayman playing the piano and it said, oh I can't remember what it said, but I took that render and I put it on a blue background and I put, well I'd know if it would load, but um, anyway, I put some words on it. I think I added a texture, but I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, so, you know I do not do not know the definition of render. The the correct definition of render. I'm not asking My for definition... I'm, I'm asking for what it means to you. It, uh, taking, the selecting, uh, taking like a character out of a picture, I guess. Okay. Out of the background. So here, I've got it up now. It's, um, I've got a total of 10 wallpapers now. I think I have more in my, uh, in my folders, but, and like, I'm just too lazy to, um, get them up and stuff, because it's really a hassle. But really, really, why, why isn't my computer loading? It's being all slow and stuff. I'll get it up later. Whatever. So yeah. Basically. Okay. Well, um, just to give you a little technical knowledge here, what, okay. what you're talking about kind of is <coughs> artistic rendering, which means the process of creating, shading, and texturing of an image. Um, kind of that. That's one way to describe it. There's also uh, rendering in computer graphics which uh, means, like if you were going to do 3D rendering, that would be generating an image um, from 3D modules, models, not modules, models. So you would, you know when you watch, uh, uh, go to a movie these days, like a Disney cartoon, or Disney animation, that's uh, computer generated graphics. Mm. When, when they, when uh -huh. they, uh, when they take, uh -huh. you know, they, they build all the graphics on the computer. When 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 they uh, put it to film or when they they create the movie, they usually term that as rendering the movie or rendering out. Okay. Uh -huh. um, when when they're talking about the animation or the 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 renders that you're talking about, I do believe that's somebody who's taking a couple of images or whatever and putting them together and then rendering it out into a a whole. All right. Kind of like when you took out yourself from the picture and you created another image from it you rendered yourself into a different image into a different picture okay mm -hmm. I think if I'm not mistaken the process of you actually cutting your image out of there is called cutting isn't it oh um I guess <laughs> I don't think there's there's a uh, 
I don't think there's another term for it. Selecting, cutting, uh, different things, straight lines, drawing shapes with paths. Anyway, uh, that's all. But it, it's great that, that you did all that and you're learning how to do all that. That's exciting. Because you know what one of your projects is going to be? What? And this is really important, okay? Over the next couple of weeks. And uh, actually, this should be an ongoing project that you're going to keep coming back to. But what you need to do in Linux in the house on the website, okay, we need a picture on the website. We need you to create a picture on there to replace the one that's there. Okay. I don't, I want you to, to use your imagination, um, Linux in the house website, create a picture, uh, a, a logo and a picture or something to represent the show. Okay. okay. So and what I'm thinking? Thing. What? Are you? Thinking? I don't know what size. Well, if you go to Linux in the house, you can see the I'm picture on that's on there. That picture right that there. Is. Well, let's see. I can tell you the image width is 940 pixels and the image height is 198 198 pixels. pixels. Yeah, I saved yes. it. Well, there you go. So you know how to figure it out. Yeah. So let's see what kind of fancy thing that you can create in the next couple of weeks. But that's or not days, your homework assignment. Or hours or minutes. Probably minutes. You know what? What I'm saying to you is, okay, go ahead. When you're finished, we'll put it up there. And if later on you want to, you know, want to create something different, we can put a different thing up there. You know, we can okay. keep changing that up as often as we want. Okay. All right. But I would like you to put something there and give it your personality and your own flair. Okay. But now, would you like to hear your homework for the week? Enlighten me. Uh, you tell me when you got the notes open so you can copy this down. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. Okay. Um. New note. Okay. All right. Are you Hold ready? on. Hold on. Okay, yeah. Okay. Now, we already talked about who created Linux. Yeah. All right. Now, there's another thing that's important about Linux and free software, and that is called the GNU General Public License. Okay? Uh It's the license that the Linux kernel and a lot of the software that comes with Linux is published under. Alright? It's under the GNU GPL. Okay? Uh And that's termed free software. Okay? Free Uh software. Now, the GNU GPL secures for you four freedoms. Okay? I want Uh you, by the next show, to tell me what those four freedoms of the GPL are. Okay. What are the four freedoms of the GNU GPL license? And 
that's acronyms for saying the GNU general public license okay what's your homework assignment uh, let's find out the four freedoms of the GNU GUN wait GNU yeah GNU GPL yes. license that's right GNU GPL stands for general public license Okay, and that's a free software license. GNU, GPL. What are the four freedoms? That should be fairly easy for you to find. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, like before, you can tell me other things that you learn along the way. Alright. Now, GNU is typically pronounced GNU. Mm. Alright. GNU. Say it, GNU. 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 You know what GNU or GNU means? Uh, no. GNU means GNU is not Unix. Okay, wait, Say, what? GNU, GNU, GNU is not Lin Unix. Is not Unix. Yes. Got it? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know what they call that? No. I bet you don't. Maybe I should make that a homework assignment, too. Oh, no. Just tell me. Don't you want somebody to love No. You? No. Just what? No. What do you mean no? Nah, no singing. Just not not this early into the start of these episodes. Maybe later, but not now. Okay. Ooh, I got a text message. From who? Felicia. What does she want? Nah, she just asking what's up. Anywho. Mm -hmm. um. mm -hmm. So, uh. Awkward silence. Is it awkward Father, silence? What? Is it an awkward silence? Yeah. I choose you, Pikachu. Aww. Alright, well, GNU stands for GNU's Not Unix. It's the name for a complete Unix-compatible software system, which was written by, uh, started by Richard Stallman. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, it is... I believe it's called a recursive acronym. That means it references itself, or a referential acronym. Gosh, why can't I remember it? Why did I know it before, and now I can't remember it when I need to, to call it up? That's what happens when you get old. Yeah, you know? That's what old. happens. Yeah. Yes. It's a recursive acronym. 
Okay, so when you say GNU, it means GNU is not GNU's not Unix. So it's recursive because it references itself in GNU. So you say, what's GNU? Well, GNU's not Unix. What's GNU and GNU's not Unix? It means GNU's not Unix. Well, what's GNU? It's recursive. Ha ha! Pretty clever. Pretty sneaky, sis. Oh, ah. oh, don't do that. You love it. You know it. Go ahead and show it. <laughs> no. So we talked about a lot this episode. We talked about a lot. Uh, uh -huh. I'm angry now. Can't find my tux anyway. render. <laughs> yeah. Grrr. Anywho. I'll just download Excellent. another one. Alright, well, I think that's it for this show. Before we start babbling on and on and other stuff. We learned a lot. We talked about Samba, sharing stuff out, uh, file permissions. What, what Do you remember what Secure Shell is? Well, it's um, the way to connect the files and stuff on our computers. Well, for, for logging into a remote computer securely. Got it? We're going to yeah, get to yeah. using all this stuff sometime soon. Oh, yeah. So make me, In the make house. me smart. That's okay. right. Yeah, there you go. Make me some salt. Make me some artists. Do some of your homework, and we'll be back again. And uh, I guess you should say bye-bye to everybody. You know what we're going to do? Bye-bye. And in, in the future, we're going to get you using uh, audio software so you can make an intro and an outro for the show. Something better than the one I did. Oh. The lame, crappy, stupid one that you did? Yeah. I'm sorry, was that mean? That's not nice. Thank you! The shizzle McNizzle! What the frick? Yeah. yeah, okay, you know what? I definitely need to make a new one. You fail at life. Oh, there's another stink bug on my computer. Well, don't eat it. They're not that tasty. I wasn't gonna eat it. I'm gonna put it outside. Alright. Well... There. Say goodnight to everybody, Paige. Goodnight to everybody, Paige. Alright, thanks a lot. We'll see you again very shortly. Yeah. Love you, Paige. I love me too. Welcome to Wista. Dollar 25, please. Hey, it's Tobooth Willie. Haven't seen you in a long time. How's it going, man? Good. Thanks for asking, Pop. Hey, Willie, the last time I talked to you, you said you were installing Fedora on your computer. How's that working out for you? Hey, can't complain, pal. How's by you? Oh, it's going good. Dude, I just installed Debian. It is wicked fast and stable. So where are you headed? Oh, I'm going to the Northeast GNU Linux Fest. Uh, by the way, what is this for? Well, it's a conference for all GNU Linux users and open source software. This is going to be a keynote speaker. His name is Matt Lee. He's from the Free Software Foundation. He's going to be speaking on free software. And there's also going to be exhibitors there from like GNOME, KDE, and other open source projects where you can talk to them about the various things that they're doing within the project. And it's just going to be a great place to hang out with other GNU Linux users and geek out. Oh, by the way, Willie, the conference is at Worcester State University at 486 Chandler Street. Do you know how to get there? Well, I know my way around New England, I can tell you that much.
Well, I guess I can just check out the directions on northeastlinuxfest.org. I know they have them there. Okay, sure. Oh, hey, Willie, how much is it for the toll? The state charge is a dollar twenty-five, pal. Man, a dollar twenty-five? That's more than my operating system costs. Well, here you go. Would you like a receipt with that? Yeah, sure, I'll take one. Thanks. And here you are. Well, we'll see you later, Willie. Have a good day. Hey, hey! Oh, what? Will, Willie, you want to come with us to the GNU Linux Fest? Come on, man, get out of there. Hop in the car. We'll take off and go and have a great time. I'm coming out of the booth! That's right, so if you want to join us and Tobooth Willie at the Northeast GNU Linux Fest, it's going to be in Worcester, Massachusetts at Worcester State University, located at 486 Chandler Street in the Student Center. It's going to be on April 2nd, starting at 10.30 a.m., going until 3 p.m. There's also going to be an after party at Jillian's, so come on down and have a great time. Visit us at northeastlimixfest.org, and please, if you plan on coming, register so that way we know who to expect and who's coming. Again, visit us at the website, northeastlimixfest.org. We hope to see you soon. Saludos y saludos. This is Rick Claudio Montalban, brother of Ricardo. If you are like me, you enjoy the finer things in life, like cars, Corinthian leather, and Linux fests. Join Indiana Linux Fest, one of the finest Linux fests, as they begin their march to freedom from the 25th to the 27th. Events include LPIC exam cram class, LPIC and BSDA certification exams, Fedora Activity Day, as well as the second Drupal Camp in the Community Driven Talks, plus performances by Dual Core, Shammers and Left Hand. Keynote speakers include Tarus Baylog of OpenNMS and Bradley M. Kuhn, Executive Director of the Software Freedom Conservancy. They are also still looking for volunteers and sponsors. So, if you are interested, go to indianalinux.org to learn more. That's indianalinux.org. Mm. Now that is what I call fine Corinthian leather. <laughs> Whether you've only just heard of Linux or are an expert, here's your chance to learn more about it at the Southern California Linux Expo. For 2011, Scale has added another track for system administrators. Scale now has five speaker tracks for you to choose from. Scale 9X features over 65 speakers covering the latest topics in open source software. The Expo floor has grown to over 80 booths with commercial and nonprofit organizations showcasing products and software. And the Friday special sessions have returned too, 
On Friday, you can choose from FOSS Mentoring, DevOps Day Los Angeles, Los Angeles Postgres SQL Day, Scale University, or Fedora Activity Day. The Southern California Linux Expo is February 25th, 26th, and 27th, 2011 at the Hilton Los Angeles Airport Hotel. For more information or to register for the expo, visit SoCalLinuxExpo.org. Use promo code CAST, C-A-S-T, for 40% off your registration, and we'll see you at Scale9x. in the Howl House. Shizzle McNizzle. Daddy has a gun! And the world subscribes to a tender taste of chicken in a biscuit all over your face. Can you talk now? Are you talking? Give me some words. Hello, hi, what's up? Okay, now let's adjust some volumes here. Alrighty uh, then. Uh, I bet running up all those stairs was so tiring. Uh, okay. Ugh. Alright. Uh. Testing one, two, three. I gotta get close. Testing uno, dos, tres. Hello, testing one, two, three. Why is my to? volume not going up? This volume is actually really pitiful. Pitiful? What? That's the volume here is actually really pitiful. Let me see if I can adjust this. Is that a real word? Pitiful? Yeah. It is? I thought it was pitiful. Pity pitiful. Same thing. <laughs> uh, no, it's USB not. audio speaker is maxed. Okay. But yeah, you do. Uh, let's set that to oh. testing. You say some words. Words, words, some words. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Okay, be quiet. Be quiet a second. All right. I guess I guess we can try going with this. Let me hear how you sound. Okay. Should I talk? Talk. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Paige. I like pie. Can you turn your mic up a little bit, please? The mic volume up. Like this? Yeah, is that, that better? Did it change? At all? Did you... What's the volume up to? Um... I, I don't know. It doesn't tell me. Well... How far did you move the slider? Yeah, just a little bit. Move it back down. Okay. Did you move I, it back down? Yeah. <coughs> hmm... I don't know if I like the, the audio on here. Hold on. 
Now, what about me? Do I sound louder to you now? Yep. How about now? Softer? A little bit. Softer? Yeah. A lot softer? Mm, kind of. volume down a little bit. Actually, press the mute button on your microphone. On Actually, on your uh, speaker. On the speaker? On, on your headset. There's a mute button. On the cord? Yes. The thing that... Has a little light. You're not muted now, are you? Am I? No, mute it. Press the button so that the, it's flashing. Unmute. Okay. Hmm. Alright, turn your mic volume down. Okay. Now speak for a little bit. Speak, speak, speak. Oh, no, same. Say, say something, like, say something relevant. Because I need to get a good feel for your audio level. Okay, this game is making me angry. I keep getting a bad score. I wish I was getting a better score. It keeps getting, like, five minutes or something over that. I mean, I could, I, I used to be able to do better, but now I can't. don't know what's wrong making me angry. Paige doesn't like to be angry. Paige likes to be happy. Not angry. <sighs> I'm tired. Give me words again. Um, Keep going. Well, I'm still tired. Uh, I think Taekwondo really wore me out, you know. But, um, yeah, so uh, I think after this I'm probably going to head to bed. I don't know. We'll see how things go. Keep speaking. Whatever. Alright, let's go with this. I'll make sure you speak fairly loud into the uh, microphone. Okay. Enunciate. Like this? Is, is, that, is that like, what do you mean? What does enunciate mean? Enunciate. It, the definition of... <coughs> It means to pronounce, uh, uh, enunciate. To enunciate... What? Do you know what enunciate means? Yeah, it means to utter or pronounce words, sentences, in an articulate or particular manner. Like you do? Well, to state to clearly and definitely and be... Express your voice a little bit. Um, talk loudly so that we can actually get a good recording. Okay. Because I'm trying to do the same thing. Because we're competing with background noise from the server fan here, and I don't know if I can block that out very easily. Okay. 
without jeopardizing the airflow of the fan which I don't want to do and overheat the server let me see what I can do about this maybe that muffles it just a little bit alright you ready to go yeah okay I'll start off again okay give a countdown and then we'll go from there no 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 are we gonna do the um do we do the introduction thing again? Like, not like the whole, like, introducing, but like, you'll say, this is Dan, and I'll say this is Paige, or whatever? Yeah. Okay. You'll get it. You'll get it. Alright, you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, here's something that you need to do. Hmm. Uh, go to your audio, your volume of your speakers. Um, where's that? Just... Go back to the, you know where the volume control is for the input? Go to the output. Uh-huh. Lower the volume of your speakers because I can hear myself coming back through your microphone. Like this? Is that better? Hold on. Be quiet a second. Vo lower it just a little more. Can you still hear me if you lower it a little more? Yeah. Lower it a little more. Hello? Lower yeah. it a little more. Hello? Alright, do me a favor. Hmm. Mute. Uh, press the mute on your cord. Press what? Mute. On your cord. Hello? Hello? Unmute. Hello? Did you unmute? Yeah, but I can't, I can't hear you at all when you do that. When I do that, bleh. When you, when you, hello? Yeah? When you mute me, when you mute yourself, you can't hear me? No, I can't. What did you press mute on? The, the computer screen or on the headphones? I don't know. What am I supposed to, Okay. like this? Press the, what? Press the little button on your headphones. The little black button. Black? You see that? Whatever color it is. Yeah. You know what, what I'm talking it? about? Yeah. Press it. There's a little blue light or something. Press it so the light flashes. They have it muted, I can tell. Hello? Hello? Unmute. What? Hello? Yeah. Okay. Can you turn your headphone volume down? Um, like on the little like right above and below the little button thing no on on the computer the volume control okay. on the computer there's a slider that you're using yes it goes right to left yeah how 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 far over to the left is it uh almost all the way for the almost output all, yeah how far okay is it almost is it really loud or really soft really really soft Hello? Yeah? What? Uh. Alright, we'll just go with it. Um, no, hold on. We gotta fix this. Come down here. Uh-huh. Why? My legs hurt. Well, hold on a second. Avery! 
Now I gotta go get Avery. Good for her. Come here. I need you to help me with something. Sit down. Put these on. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's up? Hello now. Hello. Hi. How you doing? I have to pick up. Now I want you to listen to something, Avery. Are you ready? Mhm. Mm okay. Hold on. I hate it when I lose the mouse here. Oh, I should be using this. Oh, oh my belly. It's so fat. <coughs> okay, we got to... This isn't... Say something, Avery. Something. Keep talking to me. What you doing? I have the hiccups and I'm sick. You do? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it does suck. Are you ouchy? Yeah. And I don't feel good. <laughs> Are you alright? Yeah. You gonna be... You gonna be all right? Yeah. Tell me some more. Um. Uh. I have a headache. Do you really? Yeah. Oh. And I'm sick. You're Can you hear me? Yeah. Alright, how bad's your headache? It's bad. Testing. Okay. When you say when you talk, can you hear yourself echoing? Yeah. Okay. How about now talk? Hello. Hello? Can you hear yourself echoing when you talk? Um, no. You can't anymore? Yeah. Yes or no? No, I cannot. How about now? Hello? 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 Okay, come here, you. Use these controls. These are more fine-tuned. Okay? You see which one is highlighted on the bottom by which one is red? You can move back and forth like this. So we'll adjust the volumes this way and then use the up and down buttons. Okay, you understand that? You're good. Okay, now, hold on a second. Hello? Hello? Hi. No, no, I don't want you to talk. Oh, okay. Hello? Testing, one, two, three, testing. Okay, you can hear me all right? 
You're kind of soft. Yeah, I'm probably going to be a little soft. You, Because if we turn it up louder, your microphone's going to pick it up. Okay. You can hear me, though, right? Yeah. Is it good enough that you can hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, because if we turn it up louder, the microphone's going to pick it up, and we're going to start echoing. Okay. All right. Testing. One, two, three. Talk a little bit. Um, okay, uh, I'm bored right now. How could Boring. you be bored? What? How could you be bored? Because I want to do something. Well, we're going to be doing something in just a minute. Yeah, I understand that fact. Alright. But, yeah. Okay, testing. One, two, three. Testing. I'm trying to get the audio just I right. See. And I think I think we got it now. I think we have it. Alright. It only took us 15 minutes to get there. Really? Yeah. Felt longer. No. Okay. You ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to start us off. You ready? Yeah. How ready are you? Ooh. So ready. I just finished my game. But it was Good. 5 minutes 36 seconds. Oh. My, I'm hot and itchy. I'm not. I've got a window. Love me. Love you. Oh my god. Love me. You're Love annoying. You. Okay, here we go. Five, five, five. Five, four, three, two, one.